being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, and this is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Paul Lewenberger from American National Insurance. Jeff Corwin from JC's British and 4x4 over in the Inglewood area. We'll talk about his new place here in a little bit as well. In the meantime, I had a tech, I had a uh, email message come in, by the way. And from Frank, by the way, Frank, your first line, I'm just a dumb 20-something. No, Frank, you are not. First of all, you're listening. You're asking a question. That makes you way smarter than probably 90% of the drivers out there on the road today already. So, no, you are not a dumb something. Uh, you're asking really good questions. He says, on my car, I have 250, 500, 100 uh, as far as coverage goes. Uh, deductible of $500 and uh, collision and comp, of course. And he's got the collision and comp at 250, 500. Is this good average limits for an auto policy? No, that's good. 250, 500, I mean... The state minimums are twenty five fifty fifteen. So two fifty five hundred. The only thing I would do really is is a look into an umbrella, but b I would bump that PD from one hundred to two fifty. That's okay. usually only an extra. It won't cost you much. Ten bucks a year. Yeah. So so Frank, a you're not dumb. B, you've done really well already in actually being insured properly, which, by the way, there's some 50-year-olds running around that don't have the insurance you have. So you're you're far ahead of what most people are even three times your age. So you're doing very well. Keep listening. Keep doing what you're doing. Work hard. You'll you'll get ahead in life, and you keep doing what you're doing. And, no, you're not dumb in my book at all. Well, and if he's looking to save money, bump those deductibles up. That's Two, right. 250 on comp is too low. I would go 1000 thousand or 500 500 Yeah. And, and you could also just – just up your because he's got a five hundred dollar deductible right now. Just raise that to a grand or something. You know, whatever you can afford, raise that up some. You'll save some money that way. Yeah. To, to compensate for some of the other things that Paul just said a moment ago. So no, Frank, you're not dumb. Thank you for listening and calling in. We appreciate that very much. Tell your friends, by the way. Uh, the more young people we get listening to this program, by the way, the much better off we will all be because we give out. I feel some very very valuable solid information that helps all drivers, but young ones especially. So if they'll listen to us, Jeff and Paul both, they'll be way ahead. So well, Frank, we, thank you. And honestly, we need more questions coming in. Right? Thank you. And from that right from that mentality That's from right. that age group you know because ask basics yes start with the basics ask us I by all means i didn't know they knew where am radio was <laughs> <laughs> no you're doing great frank thank you all right bill and inglewood you're next sir go ahead yeah hey guys good show i have a little bit different viewpoint on the car rental coverage getting the insurance i never got it for years because i had my own insurance thousand dollar deductibles I had uh, 300, 500 liability, the whole bit. Where what changed my tune a little bit was, from what I understand, and your insurance guy is there, um, you know, 
car rental companies nickel and dime you to death, like what happened to that guy's case. He, right. They came after him, right. you know, uh, for damage going that way. If you pay the extra money and buy their insurance, that's a contract between you and the car rental company. That's not through your insurance company if you buy through them. That's correct. So if you get in an accident and it's your fault, you just hand them the keys and walk away. It didn't never that's shows true. up under your insurance, under your record, that particular case, and your rates don't go up. That's true. And, you know, they try to get you for the windshield, this, that, and whatever. This happened to me uh, last um, fall. I had to rent a car, drive to Vegas, got in Utah, and uh, there's no cell service. Deer ran out, hit the rear of the Jeep I was renting, and uh, busted the tire. And uh, so I had to go to St. George, Utah, to buy a new tire, got to Vegas. The whole insurance that I bought through uh, the car rental company paid for everything, and I just handed them the keys and walked away. So what my question is to your insurance guy is, isn't that true that if if you buy their coverage, it's between you and them, and it doesn't ever go under your insurance, and if they ever file a claim for comprehensive or collision, your insurance company never finds out? Yeah, that's correct. I do have clients that do that. They would prefer to pay the extra $30, $40 a, a day, whatever the cost is, and hand them the keys and walk away and not have to worry about anything. Yeah, because the way the car rental companies are nickel and dime to death, I don't want some piddly-ass claims under my insurance, even though I got a $1,000 deductible. I'll just pay the extra money to rent a car because I don't rent yeah. it for a whole week. No, and, you're, and you bring up a great and, point. I mean, that, to me, what this really comes down to, Bill, is sort of like having – you know, higher deductibles and things on your own homeowners or even your car. You're self-insuring some of that at that point. This is kind of a similar deal. If you feel like you can go through that hassle of fighting them and even dealing with maybe some out-of-pocket expenses and so on, you're right. You're, you're going to fight with them. But, you know, Paul brought up something during the break as well, Bill, which is, you know, you have that same risk of having a claim and something happening on your own vehicle as well. So, you know, driving is driving is driving is a risk. It's a matter of whether you feel like you want that risk to be back on the, uh, you know, the rental car company versus you when it comes down to it. Okay, what are the question on that? If you have an accident and you turn it in through their insurance company, the car rental company, does that show up on the clue report? No. See? I'll pay the extra 30 bucks a day or something for a week. Well, if <laughs> I, you... I've never had an accident where it's ABI. I don't want them coming after me a couple, two or three weeks later. No, you're right. Nickel and dime stuff. You're right. Good no, that's show, a good guys. point. No, you're right, and Bill, I can't argue with that. And that really, again, this comes down to that that personal choice of you know. And here's the other thing I would tell you too: is for me personally, it kind of depends on where you're renting, the type of car you're renting, and so on. Uh, for me, it's more of that. But I, I'm still just I don't know. I guess I'm just one of those guys that I self-insure. I guess if you would, and I'll take that chance. And yeah, I'm always at I'm Mr. Decline. Yeah, I, I, I'm. You know, honestly, this has changed my perspectives a little bit and opened and made me think more about it. But I'll look at it as, you know, you know, I, I like insurance in general, right? It's risk assessment, and what is your time and effort worth and your sure. frustration worth? Because just like our caller was just mentioning, being able to basically hand the keys back and be like, good luck, guys, deal yeah, with no, it. No, you're right. Versus having no, to suck up hours upon hours of time on the phone with, with agents and arguing. No, you're correct. <laughs> no, I, and I, you know, trust me, I'm looking at this a little differently even after the last call we had yeah. you know, a few months ago when you were on with the same deal. So, no, I, I, I hear you. Uh, Dennis in Denver, you're next, sir. Hi, John. Hey, uh, how you doing, Dennis? 
Good. I got several issues, so if I get too long-winded, please cut me off. So that rental car issue was uh, somebody next to me that was sitting at an auto body shop that had warned me about what happened to him in Vegas. Rented the car. Uh, oh, that's right. Okay, thank you. Thanks for the thanks for the reminder. Yes, that's correct. That's so he, he basically turned it in a couple of weeks later. Got a big bill for all the undercarriage damage, right? Well, the very next day for eight thousand dollars. Yeah, that was it. His insurance company would not help him because they couldn't prove that something didn't happen. Right. Right. Um, yeah, because basically at that point he turned it in, and it's their word against his. Right. Yeah. So one thing. Uh, I haven't heard you guys mention today is MedPay. I know somebody that got in a motorcycle accident in eastern Colorado, flipped his bike, uh, knocked him out. They had to airlift him from eastern Colorado to a Denver area hospital. The helicopter ride alone was $85,000. He's now facing a medical bill of a million dollars wow. and he had five thousand dollars worth of med pay wow holy jeez was he at fault well it was an accident he um, his bike started doing the death wobble and before he knew it he was upside down mm. yeah and the most you can buy in colorado is twenty five thousand total for med pay um yeah i wish insurance companies would look at that because the average uh, air ambulance bill is $50,000. Oh, I can imagine. A lot of it depends on... Uh, now, distance. did he have regular medical insurance or not? No. Well, that's the problem because normally your, your regular medical insurance would kick in and cover that as well. That's why the twenty five k limit is there because they expect you to have medical insurance. Well, but... Most medical insurance companies and auto insurance companies will not cover you when you're airlifted anywhere. That's news to me. Mine will. I would be very surprised if they paid the entire bill. They may pay a portion, but again, the average is $50,000. Right. Uh, so I guess everybody listening, please, that's something, yes, great, great advice, something to look at on your own, you know, medical coverage, make sure that it does, in fact, cover that. But, uh, again, I, Dennis, I don't know. I mean, I look at that on mine, and it does, but maybe others don't. Right. So if you're out doing risky things or, you know, traveling a lot where you may not be close to a trauma center, right. that may be something to look into. Agree. Good and point. And there's separate, separate insurance policies out there. For some of these yes, there uh, is. air ambulance companies, yep. but the two here in town, Air Life and Flight for Life, do not participate. Okay, good to know. Paul, I've got a question for you. Uh, in the last, uh, well, in the uh, DIY show, um, I didn't hear you mention anything about the yard. So when your fence burns down, when your mature dug fir trees burn down, when your entire lawn is black and you had $100,000 worth of landscaping, how does that work? Good question. <clears throat> so you've got 10% of coverage off coverage A for other structures. So if you had a half-million-dollar house, you're going to have 50000 for all of your fence, gazebo, tool shed, that kind of stuff. And if you've got, like, an outbuilding, sometimes we got to add extra coverage for that if it's 
not adequate at that 10%. And then usually landscaping that's that's within a year old is going to be covered dollar for dollar. Anything outside of that, it's it's going to be just a percentage. So on average, it's anywhere from fifteen to 20000 for landscaping. Okay, so you could be way underinsured on the outside of the house. Yes. If you've done a lot of, you know, mature... You know, landscaping, waterfalls, things along well, those lines. Like waterfalls, ponds, that stuff's covered. Yeah, but but if you but like if, trees, if grass. You've a, if you've got a forty foot, you know, blue spruce next to that waterfall, um, probably not covered, Dennis. Not probably not. It's not covered. Yeah. Okay. All right. Also, John, I now and real quick, let me let me stop and say one thing there as well. You can buy coverage for all of that stuff because I've looked at that before because of always having you know landscape company pretty nice mature landscaping and so on throughout all my years Dennis but it is extremely extremely expensive and at the end of the day not worth it yeah if you've got one tall mature tree you're well, probably outside the scope of your homeowner well that's a five thousand dollar tree at least yeah that's, yeah yeah um, I had called in December about my 2005 Chevy Tahoe with the lifter noise it uh-huh. had the uh, Z71 money pit package on it, and uh, took it to Legacy to have it diagnosed. Okay. Diagnosed, in fact, as a lifter. Yep, not surprised. And so I wanted to call in and recount my experience because there were some other interests that day with other callers. Okay. So this is a very common Chevy slash GM problem. It sure is. 5.3 liters. Usually it shows up on the AFM engines, the automatic fuel management, right. where they drop cylinders, yep. which yep. is why I'm surprised it happened with this one, since it didn't have it. So I asked them to give me two estimates, one for replacing parts and one for replacing the engine. Turns out that the labor for both is with an hour of each other. Yep, sounds about right. So I wanted to make sure that I was not buying the same uh, junk parts that I had in this original engine. And I got a hold of a Jasper salesman Mm -hmm. who went into detail about the different parts that they're using on these Jasper engines. For example, they're on their third generation of lifter. use improved rocker setup, Mm -hmm. improved pistons to get rid of, you know, everything that GM did wrong. Right. Um, And that's that's kind of just real quick for Jasper, and we're going to have one of the reps on here in the not-too-distant future. That's sort not sort of, that's what they do across the board, Dennis, with all their engines and transmissions is they look at how things have been, you know, engineered on the front side and what can we do different on this backside in the aftermarket to correct some of those factory mistakes, which is what they were. Right, which is exactly what I was after if we were going to replace the engine. So for us, it was a no-brainer since we had, in addition, some exhaust manifold bolt issues, as well as a leaking either rear main or oil pan, which was 800 bucks alone just Mm -hmm. to fix. So going with the Jasper engine was a no-brainer. If anybody's considering doing this, Again, I talked to the salesman. Normally, there's three of those motors in stock here in Denver. There wasn't a single one, 
and there were 1,300 orders ahead of us at the yep. Jasper plant. Yeah, we were talking about some of this at the break, or top of the hour, Dennis. Yeah, you're spot on. It's exactly the way it is everywhere. So they got us an engine uh, in 30 days, got it put in, running great. Nice. Um, <laughs> another question I had for you, the manufacturers have to warranty the engine for emissions for eight years, is that correct? On an original factory uh, new vehicle, yes, 8 and 80. Okay, but the engine remanufacturing companies do not? No, not at all. But Jasper has their 100,000-mile warranty. I think it's unlimited. Is it unlimited years and 100,000? I don't remember. So three years, 100,000 miles nationwide. There you go. But only two years, 100,000 on a diesel. That's correct. I believe that's correct, yes. Okay. Thanks, yep. John. No, you're spot on. No, and, and you are uh, solidifying everything we talked about, even top of the hour when it comes to parts, parts availability. Right now, engines and transmissions, folks, across the board, um, because the fleet is aging and people aren't buying new cars because of lots of factors, which I'm going to get into today, probably top of the hour with Jeff. I mean, these are things that are contributing to all of what we're talking about. All the more reason why you've got to keep what you're driving running as long as possible because of all these other factors. Charlie, can we take a break? Okay, we'll take a quick break. We'll come right back. George, JR, guys, hang tight. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. It's the new year, and Geno's Auto Service in Littleton would like to thank all of their great customers for the continued patronage and support over the past 38 years. Start the new year with savings on all of Geno's premium Napa Auto batteries. Stop in for a free battery check. The team at Geno's are big believers in catching problems before they start. Take advantage of their free multi-point inspection. They'll evaluate your vehicle, looking at your fluid levels, belts, hoses, and filters. And remember, any maintenance or repair work on your vehicle comes with a NAPA Peace of Mind warranty, covering parts and labor for 36 months or 36,000 miles. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick it up when ready. They're AAA-approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon in Littleton. Take advantage of Geno's free battery check this month. Stop in or visit them online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them, and be polite. Don't say anything and don't give any information that is asked. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop, and then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic altercations and accidents. So put this number into your phone, 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm, and proud sponsor of Drive Radio. 
Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. There we go. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it very, very much. Let's see. I think, JR, you've been holding the longest. JR, go ahead. You're up next, sir. Hello, JR. Oh, JR. Charlie, do we have him there or no? Well, I'm going to put him back on hold, and we will take George in Arvada instead. George, are you there? Yes. There we go. How are you, George? Hi, John. I'm, I'm fine. Great show. Thank, Thank you. you, sir. Uh, I've got a two. Th- I got two questions here. A, a, a 2004 uh, Toyota 4Runner. Okay. V8. Uh, they usually. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, the, the question is, it runs great. But the, the question is about that little soup can. You know, time was uh, when things were simple. You could just change out the master brake, master cylinder. But that little soup can in the back of all that stuff is making a clicking sound, two seconds on, two seconds off, very subtle, two seconds on. And I'm wondering how long that will last before it blows. Uh, yeah, I, don't know uh, if I, I don't think I'm following you on the, the soup can, George. Give me, give me more okay. detail on what on that a, is. On, a, on, a, on the master cylinder, uh-huh. if, if you're looking straight back at it, on the left-hand side, there's a little yellow can uh, that's connected there. It's, it's the actuator or something like oh, that. Oh, for the ABS. Yeah, I guess okay. that's it. Yes. Actually, a friend I, I know that knows a little bit of it says it equalizes the brakes, but he didn't know much, and, and I haven't asked anybody about it. But I wanted, I wanted, I, uh, I split my time between here and Arizona in the winter, and I was, I wanted to make a trip to Arizona and get rid of it down there. But if it's going to die on me, on the so, road, so what you're no saying brakes, is you're hearing noises coming out of the actuator, yeah, out of the ABS like actuator. Yeah, it's like a because it goes. Uh, Okay. And stop abruptly and um, then start again. Yeah, and that's and not then, a cheap. Uh, that's not a cheap part, as you know. Yeah, exactly. I'm on a fixed income. Yeah, that's about. And, yeah, you know, I looked it up. That's it's like probably five hundred for the part. Oh, I, yeah, if you buy if you buy a dealer part, they're probably twelve or thirteen hundred bucks or more. Really? Isn't that oh, yes. amazing? <laughs> oh yes, they're not cheap, and no. and that goes back to the conversation we had a moment ago with Dennis. Good luck finding one right now. Really? Oh yes. Even new? Even oh wow. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm thinking of selling the car anyway. So, but uh, so do you think? I mean, do they go? All, if if it goes all of a sudden, do you have no brakes? I believe you'll Is still that, have brakes, but no ABS, and it will turn the ABS light on. Yeah, there's nothing on the dash right now. Good. Okay. Good. Okay. Okay, well, the second question is, I'm thinking of selling the car. Okay. And I had a little crack from, from uh, hail in the corner, and boom, it, it, it raced across the front of the windshield, oh. and there's a second one. Okay. I've never been stopped. It's been about a month now. And the, I, I live right near the police station. Nobody, nobody's ever stopped me because okay. it doesn't really obscure the, the, the site. Uh, but I'm wondering if it's, you know, if they'll uh, uh, 
get you for selling an unsafe car or something like that. They can't that. get you on the sales side of it. I mean, you could technically get pulled over for a cracked windshield, although that's pretty unlikely anymore as many yeah. expired tags as I see running around that folks don't get pulled <laughs> over for. I doubt very seriously if your cracked windshield is going to be an issue, George. Uh, and um, another thing, when, when you sell it, in it's, it's, an, it's an Arizona title. It's been titled here before. Right? That's fine. Titled in Arizona. Get, if I sell it, do I, do I need to get a, uh, emissions to sell it in Denver? With the Arizona become, title, no, you would not have to. So I don't have. I could sell it that way. You you and you technically in Colorado have to have an emissions test on anything you sell. Period. But that's such a loosey goosey law, and on an individual basis, George. You know, again, I have never heard of anybody going after anybody for not having an actual emission test in hand when they private party sale a used car. Never seen that yet. Yeah, you never know nowadays. I wouldn't worry about it. That's when I wouldn't okay. lose any sleep over it all. You know, if anything, though, you could use it as, as, as kind of an, in a bonus on your advertising you saying could. fresh emissions test passed with great colors. Good point. And that's a selling point to the vehicle. Good point. So for, you for your time and yeah, hassle of right. getting the emissions test done, it might be a nicety. Yeah. Good idea. So I should, yeah, yeah, because it always passed. You can do that. Before. Yeah, yeah, and again, I, and yeah, that's I if you sell that. it here. And, and, again, George, if you sell it here in you know, to somebody that's going to be in the emissions area, you know, we, our area is pretty consolidated here along the front range. If you sell it to somebody in the springs or in the mountains or eastern plains or whatever, no, you're, yeah. you're, not, you're not going to. And, again, if you decide to sell that, George, I've got numerous people that probably would be interested in buying it where you wouldn't even have to advertise it. So you get ready to sell it, just send me an email, and I'll find you a buyer. Oh, that's great. It's, it's a, a good runner, but I have a an opportunity to buy a friend's pickup truck, but I need a little more money. Nice. Well, you, you decide to do that. Again, I've got between Jeff, I, and others, we've got multiple avenues on that one. Don't don't advertise it without contacting us first. I can help you sell it. Well, thanks a lot, John. Okay, that makes okay. it easy. All right, George, appreciate it very much. Have a great afternoon. Uh, let's see if I can squeeze one more in here. I know Bruno, or, or JR. JR, let's take you next. I know you were there. Are you still back with us now? Yeah, I'm, I'm there back. You go. Hey, thank you. What can we do for you? Yeah, uh, you mentioned diagnostic fees, and what's the difference between a diagnostic fee and repair or maintenance fees and the shop fees? Can you explain all that? Sure. So really quick, the of course, I was talking labor rate earlier just on general labor rates inside of a shop. but And labor rates can be attributed to all sorts of different things, whether it be you know maintenance, whether it be diagnostics, whether it's an actual repair. And the way most shops, most modern good shops are run, Brun, or JR, sorry, looking at Bruno's name, but the way most modern shops are run is most everything's done on a menu price now, JR, where you know a coolant flush is X, a brake flush is X, a brake job is X, you know, doing a water pump is X, where it gets a little dicey is like the engine that that uh, Dennis was talking about a moment ago. That'll be more individually priced based upon hours of time on the labor side plus the parts side of the engine and so on and so forth. And that one gets a little bit dicey. But in general, most shops work off menu pricing where they've already got set prices for the different things they do from oil changes to brake jobs to transmission flushes and, and the like. Now, where the shop fees come into play is most shops will have a percentage of labor that they charge for shop fees that covers everything from you name it all the incidental fluids that will get used on your vehicle the cleaning agents the you know the actual environmental stuff that goes along with what i just talked about uh rags i mean you name it down down the line whatever it takes to run the shop in that manner is what those shop fees go towards 
So what about diagnostic fee? What, what does that entail? Diagnostic fees are typically charged individually, separate of a repair. Again, if a shop is doing it correctly, they're going to charge you for the diagnosis of said problem, and then the repair will be separate. And they'll tell you that on the front side as to what that diagnostic fee is going to be. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot, then. You're very welcome. Okay. Great. By the way, great questions for everybody else listening. That is how, again, modern shops should be run. And here's, here's the deal, by the way, on the diagnostic fee, real quick. If you go to a shop that doesn't charge it, they're lying to you. Straight up, they're lying to you. How do I know that? Because they're going to take whatever time their technician spent to diagnose the vehicle. They're going to wrap that into the cost of the repair. And where it gets really interesting and dicey is if you decide not to fix the car and haul it away and go do something yourself, then that shop is most likely going to be out of that time, that labor they paid a technician, that's why most shops will charge you a diagnostic fee. A, to make sure that the repair is proper. By the way, you guys that are out there listening, a lot of you where you'll say, yeah, put a fuel pump in it. That's what it needs. Um, really? Are you sure? Have you diagnosed it? Are you positive? Are you looking at the internet? Are you looking at your Uncle Joe? Is he the one that told you to do I mean, YouTube. YouTube. I mean, who told you it needed a fuel pump? If you're not paying to diagnose that fuel pump, it's a crapshoot as to whether or not that's actually going to fix said vehicle. That's why good shops like Jeff's even will, and all the guys in our group, by the way, will charge you an upfront diagnostic fee to determine is that fuel pump in fact bad or is it something else that's actually making that not function properly. Did I say all that right, Jeff? I would say pretty right. I, I, I would. I, I'll, I like to add a little extra details. I like to try try to say it's a diagnostic testing fee. There's a specific set of tests Good for point. each potential problem yes. that need to be done to diagnose the entire situation. Great point. Right. But yep. Great so point. Think, oh, exactly think about right. it like go yes. to a doctor. What are, right? They're going to run a bunch of yeah, tests. If you get an MRI at the doctor, that's a diagnostic test to determine whatever's going on in your body that that doctor ordered. The technician or the shop, in the case of diagnostics, quote unquote, it's the same sort of a process, right? Yes. We're doing things to determine what is the actual cause of the problem on your vehicle right now. And as I said earlier, if a two things that I can tell you shops are lying to you on. One, if a shop says there's no diagnostic fees, they're lying. Because you can't operate in a modern-day shop without charging them correctly. So they're lying. They're working it in somewhere else in your deal, and it's coming out at some point. The other thing I can tell you that shops lie to you about is if they price you a job over the phone, they just lie to you. Because well, you no can't. Way, there's no way to know what's accurate. Thank but you. I will, go to, I, will, I will say one thing. The quote-unquote free diagnosis. If a service advisor is taking a scan tool, and it's usually the cheapy, quickie yes. scan tool, and it's t- a reader. Going out, a reader, and going out to the parking lot and doing a quote-unquote free diagnosis, that is not a diagnosis. That's he right. has not done it. The only thing he's done is read some codes. He has not done a test. He has not checked or tested any specific components. Yep. And it is still a crapshoot. Yep. Good it, point. It may be a, a good starting point to give the technician some information as a heads up, Right? But that's all it is. But it's all it is. That's right. All right. Good point, Jeff. Well said. Bruno, hang tight. We'll come back. I got a question that you've got for Paul. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie Distributing, your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. Now, this week, we're going to talk about something a little bit different windshield washer fluid. 
you might have noticed, but the highways around Colorado are a little bit messy. And we've got them covered with this wonderful magnesium chloride that just gums up your windows. And so you're going to probably go through a lot of windshield washer fluid. But is all windshield washer fluid the same? Unfortunately not. In fact, in most parts of the country, windshield washer fluid can actually freeze as low as 30 degrees Fahrenheit. We all know that water freezes at about 32 degrees Fahrenheit, and typically windshield washer fluid or solvent contains a methanol in order to prevent freezing at colder temperatures. Now by adding roughly 30% methanol, the freeze point of windshield washer fluid can drop to as low as 20 degrees Fahrenheit. And that's typically what you're going to find on the shelf in most Colorado retail locations. But if you've traveled and you've bought washer fluid anywhere else in the country, specifically in the southern parts, you may have washer fluid with as little as 10% ethanol, and that's the fluid that can freeze as low as 30 degrees Fahrenheit. Additionally, if you've had washer fluid sitting in your garage all summer long, the methanol in that washer fluid may have evaporated. This also causes the freeze point of the washer fluid to be higher than you would need this time of year in Colorado. So, the lesson is, Make sure that your windshield washer fluid in your car is rated to at least 20 degrees below zero, which contains at least 33% methanol, and you'll be safe in even the harshest Colorado winters. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. Look forward to talking to you again next week. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all. You can trust the original Novus Pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to our website, drive-radio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass, a proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Increase comfortability in your home with a UV air purifying system from Absolute. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air offers dynamic air solutions you won't find at most HVAC companies. Unfortunately, not all air purification products deliver on their promises. Before selecting a product, the team at Absolute personally met with the scientists who developed the technology, installing systems in their own homes to make sure they really work. The science makes sense. Your ultraviolet purifier attaches to your furnace, killing particles like dust, mold, and even most viruses at the source before the air blows through your vents into the rest of your house. One small unit purifies the air throughout your home, eliminating odors. Call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air today for an air purifier that works. 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. 
Classic car insurance is not created equal. Some insurance companies won't offer you insurance at all, and if they do, it's most likely not the right coverage. If you have an accident or theft, do you know if your current company will cover your classic or modern hot rod for its total value? Do you know that some companies put limits on how many miles you can drive in a given year? Paul Lewinberger has been selling insurance for the past 18 years and knows the ins and outs of the insurance industry. American National Insurance has a division called Chrome Insurance that is specifically tailored toward people like you. Chrome stands for classic, antique, or modern classic, hot rod or street rod, replica or kit car, original, unrestored, modified or custom, exotic, rare or unique, and in excess of $100,000 in appraised value. Don't insure your special car with anyone else. Get the best coverage at the best price by calling Paul today, 303-662-0789, or find him on our website, drive-radio.com. That's drive-radio.com. Meat purchases at retail stores represent the largest dollar amount spent by consumers for food. Retailers want and need your meat purchase dollars because it drives their total sales and profits. And yet, if you continue to buy your meat at national publicly owned companies, you are supporting their shareholders and their corporate values. And just what are their values anyway? Wouldn't you rather support a local, family-owned meat company that is committed to standards and values that more than likely align with yours? RanchFreshMeats.com is locally owned by a Colorado native farmer. We personally know many of the families that we source our products from. Instead of supporting large corporate interests this year with your meat purchasing power, resolve to get your meats at RanchFreshMeats.com. Get reconnected to your food and where it comes from. Shop at RanchFreshMeats.com. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. So, Paul, put your headset on because our young listener, Frank, who's not so young or dumb at all, because we should have thought of this and I should have thought about this earlier, is one of the things you can also do in renting cars is check the credit cards that you have. For example, if you have an American Express card, they offer premium rental car protection if you use their card to pay for the rental. I think we talked about that we last did. time. We and, and a lot of credit cards have those options. That's something else to look at is what's included in your card, which you're going to use anyways because they don't hardly let you use a debit card or anything else anymore to rent a car anyway. So check your credit card uh, information on yeah. how they cover rental car insurance as well. Frank, that's perfect, yeah, by the way. We should awesome. have mentioned that. Yeah, I never even thought about it. Like you know, well, I, th- I think when we talked about it before, you really need to get dig into it because you do. What does that mean for liability? What does that mean for right. yeah. cop and collision? Like, right. Read it. But yeah, each card's going to be different, right? Like yeah. you know, like American Express, they have that traveler's card, right, specifically for traveling, which would probably have a better. Yeah. You're support right. on this than That's a right. standard business right. card or That's something right. like that. That's awesome information. Good point. So, Frank, again, thank you. Uh, you spot on. Bruno, you're up next, sir. Go ahead. Yes, uh, I don't want to beat that same horse to death, but no, no, it's a good, it's a good topic. Go ahead, Bruno. It's fine. Uh, the, no, I, about the rental car. Um, I, I went to, uh, Monday from before uh, Thanksgiving. I went to San Diego with a lady friend of mine who just got out of the hospital and so on. To make long story short. Uh, at about, uh, I, I rented the car from, I wanted to be double sure and double secure, uh, from Enterprise in Laramie, Wyoming, from a guy with the name Tyler Mitchell. 
and um, I also did the collision uh, coverage. I thought I went out of my way. Anyway, uh, and then um, 300 miles east of San Diego, all of a sudden that 2020 uh, blue uh, uh, Hyundai Kona was sounding like a diesel, and I barely managed to pull it over into the um, sage weeds and so on. And there it sat, and it didn't move anymore. And then I uh, called uh, Enterprise right away, and they said I should call 9-11. I called 9-11, and uh, no answer there either. Not a single cop went by. I was 300 yards north of Old Mexico border on Interstate 8. And then also um, I, uh, one, uh, I went to my um, membership first, what uh, the um, road service is concerned. I realized I was reduced from unlimited miles to 30 miles. Then we used my lady friends, uh, AAA. They didn't show up either. I mean, it, we sat there from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. Even the Border Patrol saw us, and one of the guys talk, uh, talked to me, and they um, uh, just uh, went home at 4.30 in the afternoon. To make long story short, um, Enterprise uh, uh, promised uh, my son and me um, because he was going to meet me halfway when finally the tow truck showed up at 10.30 that um, they gave, gave me a big discount and they didn't give a, a dime discount on my bill. Luckily, they gave me one in Marguerite, uh, a C C6 uh, Mazda, which was a great car driving back, but that's it. So uh, anyway, anybody, be beware when you rent a car. Um, unfortunately, I recommend go for the maximum because you never know how they're going to screw you, especially mm -hmm. the Tyler Mitchell and Laramie, Wyoming. Hmm. I mean, rotten service. I never go to Enterprise again, even they are the biggest outfit. That's good to know. Yeah, that's good to know, yeah. especially for you business travelers. You know, you yeah. travel much more and rent much more cars than I do. So, anyway, uh, another question to Paul. Uh, could you um, email me? Uh, the three uh, uh, agents of yours in uh, Cheyenne, that I can pick one of them uh, for insurance. Is that okay, or is that asking too much? No, I'm actually licensed in Wyoming, so I can help you out, too. Oh, I see. I didn't know that. Yeah, because okay, we used to do your stuff here in Denver, right? Because I met you at the old car council. Right, right, right. Next to the guy with a $1.5 million AC Cobra. Shall yes. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You have good memory. What's what's your um, email? Um, it's, uh, you know what? I'll let's do this. I, rather than giving that out over the air, let me put you on hold, Bruno. Larry can get that, and I'll have uh, Paul can actually do that that way. So, Larry, grab his email, and we'll do it that way. Hate to do stuff. No, no offense, but just hate doing that out over the air, especially lit. mine. Whatever. Email me. I don't care. That's easy. Go to drive-radio.com. That's a piece of cake. Wayne and Ogallala. You know what? Hang on, Wayne. We're behind on breaks. Hang on one second, Wayne. got to put you back on hold. We do have to take a break or we're going to get behind. Hang tight, Wayne. Lynn, we'll be right back. This is uh, Drive Radio KLZ 560. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one. 
stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555 or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Arvada West Auto and Truck has been serving all of Western Arvada, Golden, and Wheat Ridge for more than 40 years, and they're proud to keep their customers' vehicles on the road. After starting out as a small gas station, they moved into their current building in 2004 at 11752 West 64th Avenue. Arvada West is a Napa Gold Shop, a designation only a few in the nation receive. And after 40 years of service, Arvada West Auto and Truck achieved the Napa Auto Care Shop of the Year for the Rocky Mountain Division of Napa. They'd be thrilled to welcome you to their family. Stop by or call Arvada West Auto and Truck, 11752 West 64th Avenue, just west of Sims, or call them at 303-422-1065. All right, we are back. Wayne, let me go to you now. Thanks, Wayne, for holding on over the break there. What can we do for you? Yeah, you got a good show every week. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about the antifreeze. Yes. Uh, the older the older vehicles, you know, 70s and 80s or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, is there two different kinds of antifreeze, uh, the ones for the new in, uh, new engines and stuff for the aluminum uh, blocks and then another antifreeze for these older ones? Did you mention that or not? Well, the old, the old vehicles still use the regular green, and how many are on new vehicles, depending upon gas or engine? And, Jeff, I'm trying to think here there's probably six four to six different coolants now there's Am a I lot right? i mean it all depends some of them are manufacturer specific right, right? you know it might be more than six and, and you know so it's hard to say for sure i know you know for at least for a while bmw used a blue um, colored coolant uh i don't know off the top of my head if that was specifically just to be you know just bmw or if it was various variants used on other brands I've, I know Subaru has had their own. I mean, a lot of manufacturers have had their own formulas created. And, there's, there's, in, today's, and, the, and in today's world, I want to make sure I say this correctly, too. There's three types, but how they do all the things that Jeff just said really does vary from manufacturer to manufacturer. Right, yeah. Three main types, and then each well, manufacturer sometimes does their own blends of the additive right. packages, I guess, is the best so way there, to say it. So there's, there's inorganic, there's organic acid, which is oat, and there's hybrid organic acid, which is hot. So there's really the three main types 
but from there there's variations of and again Wayne some of this comes down to diesels some diesels have anti-cavitation additives in them all sorts of things along those lines yeah I'm only concerned about what I can put in my vehicle the old okay? ones just the old green is fine old green Prestone works great the green, the green. So you can't get confused. It's right on the label. It's the old green, regular, all you know, all makes models, old vehicles, all green, same old stuff. Okay, and then they change the color for the other ones. Normally they do. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's all right, good Wayne. So you don't get confused. Thanks. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Lynn and Littleton, you're next. Uh, you have Paul from GIA there. Is that correct? We do. No, not GIA from American National. Oh, okay. Um, well, you deal with GIA a little bit, don't you? We do, yes. They're one of our sponsors during the week as well, and and today as well, yes. So, so when I had my uh, my comments regarding the motorcycle insurance, and of course, if the accident's your fault, your insurance isn't going to pay for more than what MedPay you have, but when I had my motorcycle, I had an umbrella policy through Yana there at GIA, that was a million dollars that was tied directly to my motorcycle for uninsured, underinsured. Because obviously, if you're on a motorcycle and you're involved in an accident that is not your fault, right? More than likely, you're coming out on the short end of that stick. Correct. And because of how insurance is in Colorado and the amount of people that we have that are driving uninsured, I just got to say for anybody out there that's riding a motorcycle and listening, call and get that umbrella policy because. You know, you get hurt and end up with a million-dollar bill or you get killed, you want to make sure that your family is taken care of, and that's what that umbrella policy is, is uh, mm -hmm. for. And uh, I, I just can't recommend that enough. Yep. And then, John, I got a question for you. You had a call a couple weeks ago from somebody going across Wyoming that Sinclair had said we're not able to get our uh, additives to make us top-tier fuel. Have you looked into that any further? Is Shell and places like that having that same issue? Well, yeah, there was a comment made not, I don't think it was about Sinclair. It was just in general on some of the top-tier stations that are out there. I have not verified that, no. Okay. So I don't know so that for sure. This point, okay. So at this point, you still think you can get top-tier fuel? As far as I know. Okay. I'm I just curious, so. No, no good question. Yeah, I, I, I have not I've not seen anything that would say otherwise. Okay, thank you, sir. You bet. Appreciate it very much. Let's go to Mike real quick before the top of the hour. Mike, you're up next. Hey, John, how's it going? Good, sir. Thanks, Mike, for calling. Um, I have an O2 as Silverado, and my cruise control works intermittently. Okay. I mean, what I say is I have trouble turning it on. Where do I go to look for that problem? Well, I, on an O2, uh, scan tool first to determine are all the settings correct where cruise control will even come on. What I mean by that is even just a brake light switch hanging up and staying on, even, even, even though it may not be staying on enough to turn the light on in the back, if it stays on enough, it will not turn the cruise control on. It, would that brake light switch be enough to keep my trailer brake light on the on the control on yes okay because that's what i've got yeah could very well be the brake light switch then yes okay so and, and by the way that's one of the most easy things when it comes to these sorts of of diagnostics i mean we're talking about probably a 20 25 dollar switch that is uh, you know put in in a matter of 10 minutes um yeah that one is really easy on your own 
I was thinking that, but I was thinking either that or the stock, and I really don't want to touch the stock. Yeah, and but but again, if you if you're having some issues with the other, I I would just put a switch in it and try. You're not really out anything doing that. Oh no, I'll I'll do that right off. Yeah. Um, my driver's side window is hard to come up. It's slow normally, and it's worse in cold weather. Yep. Who would I turn to for Novus that? Novus Auto Glass. Actually, I mean, not that the repair shops can't do that, but this really is their specialty in what they do, and they can look at the track, the window, the guides, the regulator, the whole nine yards. They're really the ones to do, and they'll come to you and do it. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't like going up I-25. I yeah, call, call uh, Lynn is our guy in your area. Uh, Mike, just call Lynn. He'll come up and do it for you. Okay. Sounds good. All right, and again, to find a Novus dealer near you, just go to drive-radio.com. And look for Novus. Mike, thanks. As always, I appreciate it. And, yeah, that, not that you know, not that shops like Jeff and these guys don't want to do that window stuff, but we've got a window company that's that's all they do and yeah. what they do. And Work with the specialists when yeah, you can. Yeah, and they're, I mean, they can, you know, they can put those things in and out in half the time a regular tech can because they do it all day long. Yeah. And, nope. they'll, you know, and it's, you know, good, interesting point. Stuff like um, the window channel seals, the felt seals for the window channels, um, yeah. If you're doing any kind of maintenance on your own, all right, do yourself a favor. If you're going to try to clean them and use some lubricant, use a dry lubricant, yep. something graphite powder based. Silicone. You don't want to use. Like you that. don't want to use anything that that's stays. Right. No Vaseline-ish. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 no, no waxy st- style right. ones. Something that's a dry lube because that dry lube will not be affected by the temperatures. Yeah. You don't have stuff debris sticking to it, so that'll help that. Um, brake switches is a great comment, you know, because we all think that brake switch, oh, well, it just turns the brake lights on. No. There are cars with two and three circuits inside that brake switch. It, it ties into your analog brake systems. It ties into the stability control systems. It goes into the computer network of the car. So brake switches are really a a high, imp- well, huge importance, right? But yes. a, 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 um well, it's an intricate part of what's intricate, going on. Thank with you. All That's those the word I was going now. on with. Yeah. And, and uh, it's also, if you think about it, amazing how long they last for the amount of cycle time Good that point. they get used. That's a great point. So, it really is. I mean, think yeah. about how many times that thing goes up and down. Yep. Probably. And sometimes get bashed on if you hit the brake pedal oh, yeah. or if you slip off the brake pedal. That's usually when the switch gets bashed. But I, I would venture to guess, has to be, this is a good trivia question, has to be the most cycled switch on a car am i right in saying that as far as a mechanical switch on a car has to be the most cycled switch of anything on a car right because every time you push at least anything that your driver's controlling everything you push i mean every time you push the brake that switch is being activated i can't think of another switch on a car mechanical type switch i mean i mean i realize we've got you know engine controls that are doing things with you know injectors and things along i'm no no no, i'm not talking about it so so please somebody does don't email me on well you know the sensor is doing okay no no i'm not talking about i'm talking a manual switch (laughs) physical switch that is operated by you mechanically which a brake switch is i can't think of anything else that functions more than it yeah because every time you step on it it's it's Engaging, disengaging, engaging, disengaging every single time. Mm-hmm. And they Constantly. have multiple contacts in them. Good point. Some of them have yeah. travel-dependent sensors. Yes. So that knows how far you're pushing the brake pedal. 
It is, it is literally the most used switch. So, yeah, on an O2, that vintage of truck, uh, would I just put one on it normally? Not for just maintenance, but in this case, with some other issues going on, yeah, stick one on it. It's an easy answer. So, all right, we're going to get uh, to the top of the hour. I know, Paul, you got to go. Thanks for spending at least the last three hours with us. No, it's fun. I appreciate it as always. Give out your number so if folks need to get hold of you, they can. So, my office number is uh, 303 662 0789. And my cell phone's 303-619-9891. All right. Paul, thanks as always. I appreciate it. Hour three is next. Myself and Jeff are going to hang around. Call us, 303-477-5600. But we'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.